Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles and a split party. Split party. <laughs> I'm David Knight, your Dungeon Master, and for this half of the episode, I'm only joined by the laddiest of the lads, Vicky and Grace. So say Way! hi, you guys. Somehow I've got the impression that this half is going to be much rowdier than the other one. So I don't know what it is. Who knows? Who knows what will happen as you descend into chaos tonight? <laughs> Considering what happened in the last episode. Well, I mean, it's, it's a much calmer situation where you are, right? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be catching up with the others in the second half of the episode to deal with the consequences of their actions. But until then, let's cue the theme tune. Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice Seize your sheets and d20 Let's play D&D Your haggard character swaggers with daggers in each hand You've all discussed what you must, but even best laid plans Take a turn when checks are missed Roll initiative Brandish your blades don't fail your saves. No risk too great, no choice too bold. This is your story. No guts, no glory. Confront your fate with every roll. Every Inside one who will pay the price, their chance of success will rest upon the dice. No risk too great, no choice too bold. This is no small rolls. So, with Enkidu back in control of his body, the group questioned him on what had occurred, even though Alcibiades had already told them everything. Deciding to deal with their now limited time in Forlos Vale, they began to prepare for their infiltration into Chargelt Hall. After popping through the homeward door to find Heron was out on business, Juno contacted him to confirm that he had not been the one redacting their names in official records. You all headed out, deciding to split to achieve more. Gwendolyn and Juno made their way toward De Romanet House, 
buying a cartload of flowers on their journey. Kasula was out with Timon and Quince, so you use the rose pebble to contact Prim and pry some details out of her concerning the lion statue. With a story from Juna sealing the deal, Prim revealed that it could be disabled by stroking its left ear three times. Having succeeded, you both settled into the library to await Kasula's return. Meanwhile, Enkidu, Gaius, and Orin headed to the town hall to find blueprints of Chargeld Hall. You were shown to the archives, and whilst the blueprints were restricted to the libraries of the Arcanist Consortium, you did discover detailed deeds that showed the hall had been handed exclusively down through members of the High Circle throughout the centuries. Orin also discovered some clues as to the Duck Hunt Spoons Challenge, specifically that previous Mayor Richissa Furman had a pet duck called Lady Quackington III. As the three of you were ushered out of the archive so that it could close, Orin spotted a section labelled Nobility and decided to snatch some documents. As a subtle distraction, Gaius conjured the illusion of a gold dragon crashing through the walls and setting the room alight. With Enkidu launching into a performative battle, Orin turned invisible and grabbed some scrolls concerning Berrien and Dutharan families. Alerted to the danger, a host of arcanists arrived, dispelled all magic in the room and cast Mass Hold Person, ready to arrest the culprits of the attack. I mean, those... What were those boys doing? What were they thinking? It just it sounds so wonderful when you recap it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so good. Oh, oh, I can't wait to find out what happens to them. Yeah. yeah. Great. But for um, now, us. But for now, the two of you, uh, you've had a lovely time waiting in the library, having uh, doing some reading. I imagine I, Juna will like have caught me up on the stuff that everybody else read about before, the um, past kings kind of going mad. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because I realised I didn't ever catch up with it. So this is me saying, I now know what's going on. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> so it's actually past supper time, which you have been served a nice apricot and courgette stew, the two of you. Oh, how lovely. Oh. Yeah, a bit of honey in there as well. It's quite nice. But yeah, it's it's you've you've sort of eaten. It, it's getting toward the evening, probably about eight nine o'clock, when Kasula arrives back with Timon and Quince. There's kind of a bit of a hustle and bustle. Like there, you get the impression that actually they haven't been out like shaking hands with people and and talking to the the populace as much as they would have liked. So Timon kind of, you see him briefly. He he nods ahead and he stomps up the stairs to his own room. Quint sits down in his little study with a, a with a newspaper, but Kasula, being told that you were in the library, sort of comes up to you. She looks much better, having had a full day of rest and lots of magical healing, like sort of pumped into her. Like she's looking almost fighting fit again, uh, which is I can imagine a relief for you. Oh, absolutely, Kasula! It's so good to see you back on your feet. Uh, thank you, dear. How how have things been with you today? Any more dangerous escapades? Not necessarily for us. For one of our our friends uh, had a bit of a, a tangle, so I'm not sure we'll be staying in Folosvale much longer. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, we're on a bit of a a time. Uh, what's a time? We're on a bit of a time limit. I forgot words there. <laughs> <laughs> well, dear, we are in a library. If you need a thesaurus. <laughs> well, that's a shame, but uh, I understand uh, these things happen as one travels through life. Uh, dangers arise, and sometimes the better way is to avoid them entirely. Yes. Anything I should be concerned about? No. 
I don't think so. Nothing that would be tied directly to you, although there are some questions that we have that might help us with a bit of business that we need to tie up before we leave. If you yes, of course. Mind. Have you uh, have you eaten? We had a lovely stew. You must make sure you're keeping up your strength. Uh, yes, we we ate. We were we've been speaking with the stags, the uh, the constabulary of the city. Oh, uh, and they fed us very well. Uh, but thank you, thank you. Anything we t- need to know from from that meeting? Not particularly. They were uh, they were just concerned about the attack yesterday and, and wanted to clarify exactly what had happened and whether or not they needed to send more more protection for Timon. Oh. Yes, uh, we, uh, slight issue. Uh, Berrien's been pushing for, for Timon to leave the city entirely. He's been claiming that uh, his very presence is agitating the populace and uh, that there could be more danger, which I think is just a threat, really. I mean, it certainly sounds like one. But Timon's pretty adamant that he's not going anywhere. You, you met him, <laughs> you can understand. <laughs> yes. Do you think that's safe for him? If I stick with him, he should be fine. He seems like a... A good person has inspiring thoughts about the way things should be. Yes, he's very much, um, I don't want to say head in the clouds. He's got high aspirations for what uh, the country could be. Whether or not all of those things will come to pass, time will tell. But, yeah, it's better, better to think big, I should say. Mm. I mean, certainly something I'm realising as I journey more that it's nice to have your head in the clouds, but you do have to have your feet on the ground as well. Precisely. But anyway, yes, what can I help you with? Well, yes, uh, well, I've been rather curious um, about, about Chargel Hall. We, we passed it as we were dealing with some of the spoons, and, and I wondered if you, had you had ever visited there. It looks like quite a fancy place. Do you know what? It, I, I'm going to leave you two to it. I'm just going to go and thank them in the kitchen for this delicious stew, if you don't mind. Oh, oh if you're sure. I'll, I'll leave you to it, and yeah, I'll go, go, and, go and ask them about this stew. Juna shoots Gwen a wink. Gwen kind of nods, thinking she must be up to be something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Juna, I should, I should like to speak with you later as well, if that's okay. Juna looks like... <laughs> Gulp. All right. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> uh oh! Thought she'd got away with that. Yeah. <laughs> if I had more, sp- oh, no. She's not going to use detect thoughts to see why she's in trouble. <laughs> she knows. So yeah, you sort of watch Juna. Juna, do you take the the bowls and the plates and things with you? Or... Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. You almost like sort of as as you're leaving the room, like another servant is coming in to do exactly that. So. So there's a little bit of like, oh, let me take those plates. No, oh, uh, no, no, okay. no, 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 I'll, 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 I'll come down with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> yep, uh, uh, this way. But yeah, Kasula kind of like settles into, a, into the, the one of the softer armchairs in the room. And says, yes, so um, you were saying, dear. Well, yes, Chargel House, have you ever been there? Not myself. Um, I'm aware of it. Uh, it's... Uh, it being the residence of uh, of of the Archmages, but um, I've never been inside. Never been so lucky. It would be useful to me and my friends with the certain mission that we are working on. If um, when you go to the Arcanist Consortium tomorrow with Timon, mm-hmm. if you could look out for any information about Chargelt, 
I believe from reading some history books that she was actually buried within the consortium after being deposed. And I just wonder if you could keep an eye out for any information like that. Obviously, I know you'll be guarding Tymon, but it would be very useful if you could find anything out. Um, I can certainly, yes, keep a, keep an awareness of it. What? Is it some sort of history project you're working on? You could say that, yes. Uh, yes, about Dravanian history and, and its founders. But it does seem that not everybody would like us to find out about it. So perhaps nothing to be too over the top about. But it would be great to find out more about the history. Well, um, yes, I can certainly ask questions if, um, if the opportunity arises. Of, of course, yes. I, I wouldn't want you to detract from your priorities, but... Fair warning, though, to you, my love. Um, if it seems that people do not want these things found out, don't be sticking your hand in the fire, so to speak. Well, I wouldn't call it sticking my hand in the fire, just getting particularly warm. <laughs> Like, uh, fire adjacent? Certainly. Hmm. G- uh, Gwendolyn kind of gives her kind of a a bit of a, a cheeky smile, trying to kind of win her over um, <laughs> sort of way. <laughs> well, even those beside a roaring fire can get burned a little, my dear, so just be careful. I, I am. I, I, pro- I promise you, I truly am. I, I have been learning how to be more cautious and to look before I leap. So this is why I'm, I'm asking some of these questions, because I know the more information I have, the, the more informed a decision I can make about things. Okay. Speaking of, what time are you leaving uh, for the tour tomorrow, the appointment? Is there a set time? Uh, I believe we're leaving the house at nine, arriving at the consortium by, by half the hour. And then spending the rest of the day on the tour. I'm not entirely sure how long it will take. So there's nothing scheduled otherwise. It's likely we'll end up um, dining with, with some of the high circle, I can imagine, if things go well. Or, or at the very least, some other prominent arcanists. Tomorrow really is just about securing not entirely their support behind Timon, but uh, establishing formal connections should things go in our favour. I suppose there's so many different factions within the consortium. Oh, certainly, in, in any institution, there's there's a plethora of uh, different opinions. <laughs> so, yes, we're not so much trying to convince them in any way, and more more just establishing a, a, a solid relationship. Hmm. And do you know who will be taking you round, guiding you? I understand it to be the entire high circle. Oh wow! Um, it being that we're uh, Timon has claims to the throne. I. I um, Yes, I, th- I think they're putting their best foot forward, uh, just in case, good. so to speak. Respectable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That sounds very good. Um, uh, what, what do you think of the High Circle? If, if you were to you know, guard the High Circle or their homes, is there anything that you would put in, in place as a, as a very experienced um, lady of decorum? Hypothetically, I, I hope you're asking. I, absolutely. I'm just so curious about the consortium and... Those involved, it just seems it's so big. Yes, well, exactly, and their residences must be highly protected. I'm sure is, of course, what you're getting at. Yes. Yes. Um, Well, I'm not. I'm not particularly well versed in the arcane, so the skills that I can offer are not 
I would say, compatible with the protections that they could create. I know the, the consortium itself is, is highly, um, highly protected, to put it simply. Highly defensible. Of course. And I couldn't even begin to imagine the sheer amount of, uh, of, of spells and, and traps and, and, and the so forth to prevent uh, and protect uh, anybody accessing places they shouldn't. Gwendolyn looks a little pale. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, so so interesting. That's not to say there aren't ways, but um, no, no, aren't gaps in the uh, in the armor. Yes, but I, 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 unfortunately, I couldn't answer to any of those. No, of course, I, you know, I just, I do understand that, you know, you're well, you're, you're one of the, the best people I know, and you've taught me so much, and I do re- appreciate. I haven't always listened in the past, but I, I am listening now. I'm glad to hear that. Good. Just make sure that you are staying safe as well as listening. Yes. <laughs> to put it bluntly, you ran away once. We thought we'd lost you for a little bit. Let's not make that a permanent situation. I don't intend to make that a permanent situation. Good. And I do want to come home soon. I, I just feel very... I feel very much like I'm in the right place helping my friends right now. Most of the time. Come with me. She sort of pushes herself up and starts heading up to her room. Assume you follow? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I, I'm, I'm not, not going to disobey her any more than I need to. <laughs> she, yeah, she walks up to, uh, to her room, p- pulls the door closed behind you. You realise that she's still got some large uh, travel cases uh, full of clothes and things. A lot of that's been emptied and put into the wardrobes and the drawers and things around the room. But there, there are still a couple that are like almost chest-like. She walks over. Again, it's got another one of those locks that your your dad's made, but Kasula's very used to like fiddling with it, popping it open. She pulls out a large box, which you do recognise. Mm-hmm. This having been a gift from your father to her oh. on one of their anniversaries. She says, um, if things are going to be um, perhaps a little bit more dangerous for you, and... Um, as a, a show of faith that we we are trusting you to keep yourself safe, what little I have to offer right now is is this, and I think you should have it. What is it, David? And she sort of pushes the box over to you. As you open the lid, uh, inside sort of this like velvet cushion, tucked into it, almost like a like a piece of jewelry. It looks so well protected. Is a fan. Yes! <gasps> oh, I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Gwendolyn on actually seeing it, like, because she didn't want to get too excited until she actually actually saw what was in the box. And she just, like, kind of <laughs> gasps and just, like, throws her arms around Kasula and just, like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course, of course. Oh, I've always admired this. Oh, can you show me how to use it, please? Now, uh, we'll go out to the courtyard. We'll train now. Is that okay? <laughs> yes, we can. Yeah, we can certainly go through the forms with it. Yes. Great. <laughs> and she sort of like, yeah, lets you pick it up. How uh, delicately, tentatively, 
Like, she kind of is like gestures for you to take it. Yeah. Uh, I think delicately at first, but then like as soon as she's starting to feel it in her hand, she's just like feeling the weight of it and, and, and starting to want to like move around with it, maybe a little bit too enthusiastically at first. <laughs> sort of catching a vase in the corner. Yeah, like, yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Crash. Oops. Yeah, and this um, this thing is, uh, it's made of, it's like a silvery, uh, you know that it's made of star iron. Oh. Um, and especially having dealt with some of that in the, the Wingthrop's workshop, mm-hmm. like, Again, feeling it in your hands again, it's quite nice. But there's the, these decorative roses as you sort of like fan it open, emblazoned across it that are all shimmering slightly gold whenever it turns and catches the light. Oh. I'm going to send you all of the information for it because it does some fun things. Oh my God, David, I'm so excited. Thank you for my present. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Yay, I've wanted this for ages. Shall I read this out for the listeners? Yeah, go for it. The Rose Warfan was a gift from Selamund Rose to his new wife, Kasula. Made of silvery star iron, there are decorative roses emblazoned on it that shimmer gold in the light. It is a melee weapon with the light finesse and throne properties. On a hit, it deals 2d4 plus 2 slashing damage, nice. Constructed with arcane means after being used to make a ranged attack, it scatters into illusionary rose petals and reappears in the wielder's hand. Monks trained in the way of decorum are able to use it as a monk weapon. When they do so, they gain a plus one bonus to their AC and on a hit deal slapping... Slapping damage. <laughs> Way slapping da- slashing damage equal to 1d4 plus their martial arts die plus their dexterity modifier. Oh my god! David, did you homebrew this? Yeah. It's amazing. Stunning. It's a hefty little thing. Oh Aww. my god, I'm so happy. But yeah, Kasula, <laughs> you can see how happy she is. Yeah. Um, like she was expecting you to like, you know. <laughs> be overjoyed but like the, the, the joy is infectious in the room yeah yeah Gwendolyn is just as excited as I am right now this is so cool <laughs> so but like yeah so she grabs you by the hand like almost like almost runs outside into the courtyard and like excitedly starts talking you through like how to use it properly yes. and how to use it defensively and like you practice throwing it across the courtyard and it exploding into different petals <laughs> and things <laughs> yes Yes, we have the best bonding montage ever. <laughs> so whilst that's all happening, uh, Juna. Hello. You uh, found your way down into the kitchen. What are you doing? I am going um, sort to of, yeah, just sort of start chatting to the person who I'm sort of walking down with. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, do you know what? That stew was absolutely exquisite. Oh, uh, Thanks. I mean, I didn't make it myself, but I'll pass pass it on. Do you mind if I come down? I'm I'm I I, I used to work for Casula and and the Roses and Gwen, so it's always just nice to 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 see who's cooked the food. It always feels a bit weird if I am not sure where it's come from. If you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Oh no, I know the feeling entirely. It's like it's nice to know who it is that's like actually like dealt with it, especially in case anything dangerous happens. You know, you know, you know, he's poisoned you, right? <laughs> Why I meant more out of gratitude, but you raise a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> she sort of stops and sort of 
<laughs> for a second. Starts to think, should she be worried about the food that she's just eaten? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's like, oh yeah, don't worry. Uh, leads you down, like pushes your way into the kitchen. Again, you, you know this kitchen very well. It's a bit busier at the moment. They're clearly into like washing up, clearing away mode uh, than it had been the night before when you were chatting with Zeravir. But he sort of gestures and goes, uh, that's, uh, that's Yara. She's the uh, main cook in, in the household. Oh, Yara, it's nice to meet you. I'm Juna. Hello. You're right. Uh, Yara, being this um, sort of uh, mahogany-skinned uh, human, uh, sort of her hair very closely shaved to her head, sleeves rolled up, clearly like having focused on the task at hand. She's sort of scrubbing her way through one of these very large pots. You can tell that it, basically it's it's perhaps overcooked something in there mm. and like it's left a lot of stuff on the bottom, but like she is she's getting all of her strength into just cleaning the bottom <laughs> of this pot. You're right. Do you, do you want a hand? I'm. I'm no, I got this one. Oh, There's oh, another yeah. pot over there, though. Help yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juna sort of like scrubs in and sort of starts sort of washing up alongside her. If you don't mind, Yara. Nope. No issue with anyone helping out the washing up. Oh, it's it's nice to meet you. Thank you so much for the stew. It was absolutely delicious. Yes. You absolutely welcome. Oh. I mean, I'm obviously down here because I thought the stew was exquisite. And I mean, if you're happy to share the recipe, I I, I would love it. But also, uh, that Chargout house, that's a funny old place, isn't it? Which one? That Chargout house. Where's that then? Juna tells her where it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Newford Park. It's in Newford Park. It's a funny old place. People were sort of throwing things at sort of against the wall and they were bouncing back and oh, stuff like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I know the place. I know it. Yep. Yeah. Do you know anyone who's ever sort of worked over that way? I'm so intrigued. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Uh, it's one of them uh, arcanist places, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, they normally get the, uh, the apprentices to, to, to work as, uh, as uh, house staff over there. Like arcanist apprentices? Yep, that's right. Oh, how do you feel about that? It's fine. They do a lot more magic stuff, don't they? Oh, I understand. Yeah, so it's like training for the apprentices, as far as I understand it. And we've spoken to a friend. Sometimes they have to come and, you know, get recipes and uh, be shown the best cleaning products, that kind of thing. They don't know everything, mm. them lot. They're, well, they're well not, they're of course, not... yeah. They're, they've had a completely different style of training, haven't they? So there'll, exactly. be, there'll be big gaps in their service, I'm sure. You're, you're doing a good job of that pot. You worked in the house, have you? Yeah, yeah. I worked for the, I worked for the roses myself. Oh. Yeah. I, I miss it, truth be told. It's always nice to be, you know, back back doing what I know best. Yeah, I know what you mean. You can really focus on the job, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really feel a pride in your work. Yeah, exactly that. It's almost like meditation sometimes, isn't it? Do you meditate? No, but like, you know, you get into the flow of the task. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're, you're kind of it, you're in it, you can let your mind be where it wants to be. I like you. Yeah. <laughs> well... That place, that Chargelt, sounds like somewhere I, I don't want to go particularly near. Nah, I don't mess with all that magic stuff, me. Oh. Well, I mean, I've got one of them growing pots, but that's about it. We've seen a growing pot, right? Yeah, and you're vaguely aware that there's one in the cupboard here as well. Orin had picked it out. Oh, of course. Yes, yes. Well, they're handy little things, those. They're all right. Yeah. They don't always work, though. You've got to keep an eye on the vegetables, otherwise they, they overgrow, don't they? Uh, I, I've never used a growing pot myself. Nah, that's the thing. Uh, what's his face master wanted it and he, he loved it and said we should use it and like it, it mean fresh vegetables all the time but uh, 
You're more of a grassroots kind of person. Exactly. You know, I want it mm. fresh. I want to know where it's grown. I want to make the food myself. All with my own hands, you know. I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that cartload of flowers there, is that yours? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Why you got so many flowers? Uh, I'm a bit of a fan of flowers. Oh, yeah. I, I came into some money recently and thought, do you know what? I have never had the opportunity of buying a cartload of flowers. And so I did. I mean, I'm not one to judge someone on what they spend their money on, but that's a lot of flowers. It's a lot of flowers. But... I don't know what you'd be using all of them for. You're handing them out, are you? Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to use them. Uh, let's call it it's, it's a sort of a, a, a ritual, a sort of meditation of sorts. Oh, like some gardening? Uh, more of a, an offering, I guess. Ah, religious, is it? Mm, yeah, I, I sway that way from time to time. Oh, yeah. Yourself? Yeah, sometimes. Like to go walking around uh, Temple Green. That's nice. Oh, what was over in Temple Green? Well, all the temples, isn't it? <laughs> One for each of the gods. So it's quite nice to just walk between all of them. <laughs> I feel embarrassed that I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. There's either greens or the temples are green. No, the temples aren't green. <laughs> temples are all different colours, but it's a nice open park, you know. Oh, lovely. Lots so it's worth, worth a walk down there. Yeah, it's lovely. Especially this time of year. Oh, lovely! I might, um, I might, I might try it myself. Uh-huh. Oh, June is sort of getting to the end of the pot that she's on by this point. You made quick work of that, haven't you? Yeah. I'd hand you this one, but I've started it now. <laughs> she minor illusions a little like ding that she sort of she saw Dwayne do it with his teeth and was like, "I'll do that on the pan." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is sparkling. Well, it's been it's been lovely to meet you and. If it, if it's a public recipe, I'd love to make your uh, your stew. It was oh yeah, delicious. I mean you're welcome to it. There's uh, we got a book over there. Browse through, and I think you oh, like. Thank you, thank you. Yep. Juna has has a little look through. Takes down the stew recipe. Mm. Nice. <laughs> I like this. In some games of D and D, the wizards will go around and collect spells. <laughs> uh, and here, <laughs> Juna is collecting yeah. all the recipes of the world. Well, had I had I not taken a feat on the first ability score leg up with uh five like fine familiar i was gonna take chef's feet and i'm always like ah yeah <laughs> i needed yeah. i needed to do the scores but one day she will take one chef's day feet. you'll be a full-fledged chef yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yara kind of like sort of nods for you like and then just gets back into concentrating on getting this mm. the last of this this pot clean yeah juna sort of makes her way out yeah like on her way she's sort of gonna sort of like amble back to where like gwen and kasula I guess were. She doesn't know that they've changed locale. <laughs> but yeah, like looking out for any more servants or any more like creatures on the way up. Yeah. Um, and you do pass by, sort of you see Quince with his newspaper in a room. You get the impression though that he's kind of done for the day and isn't necessarily up for a conversation. Even just walking by, you could tell like there are, there are other servants who are like edging their way at the door and then like deciding not to go in. But yeah, so you do pass um, the young chap that had led you down. All right, chap. Hello. <laughs> that Yara was lovely. She gave me the recipe for the stew she has. Oh, yeah. It's a great one, isn't it? Yeah. What, what's your yeah. name? Uh, Kurt. Kurt. Hi. Nice to meet yeah. you. I'm Juno. Is it, you're doing a sterling work here, Kurt. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, almost done for the day, me. So oh, lovely. Just wrapping up now. Uh, do you need anything at all? No, no, no. I, um, I've, I've, I've lent a hand and... Uh, and Showed my gratitude for the for the meal. I'm confident it wasn't poisoned. 
Oh yeah, no, not with Yara's cooking. <laughs> you're you're a cheeky type, aren't you? Well, I think I'm just tired. I'll be honest with fair you. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, that get hall. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird place, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit. Yeah. Have you have you let up against it? It feels all buzzy. It's weird. No, I I saw some people doing it, but I didn't I didn't dare do it myself. Have you lent up against it? Well, not lent against. I put my hand on it once. What did it feel like? It felt like, um, do you know those dogs with kind of short hair that when you like rub the hair the wrong way, it kind of feels like a bristle a little bit? Oh, yeah. Kind of like that, but on vibrate. Oh. David explains static. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll, um, I'll give it a go whilst, I, whilst I'm in town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should. Have you ever been inside? No, no. Do you know anyone who works there? No. No, actually, I don't even know what kind of people would work there. I just assume it's all done by magic, you know, that like, I don't know, that have animated the cups to do it themselves or whatever. (laughs) That's so cute. We're infiltrating Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) I I suspect Yara's right. (laughs) <laughs> but I hope this guy is. <laughs> yeah, them them magic lot. They don't tend to use servants as much as um uh, as the nobility do. And to be honest, even some of the nobles are just hiring hiring some arcanists, like low level magic users, to come in and do do all that work themselves. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, there's there's plenty of other job opportunities. Okay, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. And you know, just because you know some magic doesn't mean you know how to run a household. You know absolutely just because you know a little bit of magic doesn't mean you know anything in some cases well exactly yeah well it's lovely it's been lovely chatting to you kurt and you um sterling sorry, work what's your name juna juna nice to meet you juna nice to uh, meet you too yeah if you need anything you come down the kitchen and have a word oh thank you All right, i mean I, i'm going home now but you know <laughs> if you're Yara. around yeah <laughs> she sort of continues on yeah you make your way uh, yeah back into the library and there's no there's no Casula or Gwendolyn. <laughs> In my head, because I didn't, I didn't say I was taking Ruana down. Ruana's just like flying around the library on her own. <laughs> <laughs> just having a little like, yeah, hoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are you, what you, what you doing then, Gina? Are you going to stay there? Are you going to go grab your flowers? Uh, are you going to uh, keep wandering around until you find Gwendolyn and Casula? Yeah, I think I need to find Gwen before I know what I'm doing with the flowers. Mm-hmm. And where, where I'm going to take them. Fair enough. Yeah, it doesn't take you long to um, to follow the sort of the laughter and the concentration. You're actually very, like, you're used to the sound of, of Gwendolyn and Kasula training. And so, yeah, there is a really nice comfort that like, as you sort of approach the courtyard, you, you're hearing those noises, but with a, lo- a lot more excitement, um, actually, than perhaps some other training sessions have gone. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you, when you see Gwendolyn, like her hair is tussle she's got little like sweat dripping down but like her face is just like beaming um, she's just like clearly having the best time with Kasula. and juna juna look what i've got look at this pan juna sort of like ducks because she's not a hundred percent sure whether gwen's gonna like lose her grasp on it as she's waving it around look 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 see when i throw it like this and then it turns into rose petals and then it appears oh. in her hand again she's like how cool is this? Has Juna seen it before? Or is this the first time she's seeing it? I think that this is the first time Juna's seen it in action. Yeah, I think you might be aware of it as a mm. gift, but yeah, you've never seen it used. Oh, Gwen. I can't wait to show the lad lads. I can't wait for you to show the lad lads. 
Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I think I need to sit down, actually. I've been working quite hard. Oh, Kasula, that is quite the weapon. Uh, yes, it is rather something, isn't it? Mm. Very happy to say that Gwendolyn seems to have taken to it very well as well. That doesn't surprise me one bit. No, not at all. Oh, did you two want to have a conversation? <laughs> Just laughing. Judah freezes. <laughs> um, perhaps it can wait. Okay. Gwendolyn's like kind of absent-mindedly <laughs> using the fan to actually fan herself. <laughs> What's it like for fanning? <laughs> it's, oh, do you know what? It's really nice for fanning, actually. Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? you almost—it's almost like it's wafting the scent of of roses and rose petals at you oh, as every time you do. Stop so. it, David. That's so <laughs> lovely. Yeah, she will die for this fan. <laughs> Please don't. I oh, know. <laughs> that was I the point of giving it to oh, you. Is that you don't. This fan. <laughs> she will kill for this fan. Did you did you catch up with what what you needed to catch up about? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'll uh, I'll I'll give you the lowdown. Casula, uh, uh, do you know whether we might be able to stay here tonight? Even if we just like stick our sleeping bags in the library or something. Um, just trying to be a bit careful with money, seeing as we're going to be on the road again, and we, we've we're not always careful with money. Basically, yes, of course. Uh, I didn't ask. Um... Where are your friends? Oh, they've gone to the library. Um, and then I, I believe they they wanted to do a bit of sightseeing. Who, who knows? They probably ended up in a bar somewhere. Uh, right. They'll be fine, though. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I mean, we can. I, I think there will be space for the two of you, but uh, probably not if the rest of them arrive. Ooh. We'll deal with that when it comes to it. Yeah. They can maybe sleep in a cart or something. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's absolutely fine. Cool. Yes, in which case I'll go and uh, I'll, I'll go and have a word and have uh, have the room set up for you. Oh, thank you, thank you. That's incredibly kind. Of course, of course. Yes, uh, I'll return shortly. And yeah, sort of. She leaves, wanders back inside, and you can imagine it's is organising all of that. We can always try and you know cram them into the room with us. I've you know, I've I've, I've sneaked people into my room before. Have you? This is news to me. I was very good at doing it, thank you. Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) What about those flowers? Should we go and get them? Yes. Yeah. So we trump up with how how many gold flowers did I buy? (laughs) 25 25 gold worth of flowers. flowers. Are you bringing them all out into the courtyard? Yeah. So June is going to be like, sort of ask ask Gwen sort of what she's what she's gained already mm-hmm. from Kasula. Oh yes. I, I basically yeah, whilst we're kind of giving Lord Crumpet and um Pip a little stroke and checking they're all okay, um Gwendolyn like gives you the download of what she knows. And I assume she hears the same from you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Nice. I guess I guess my question is before I I cast this spell is what would be handy for us to maybe know before we infiltrate tomorrow well Enkidu was saying that you know perhaps Pellegree will be kept behind some sort of magical barrier you know like he was when we were trying to talk to him before and we need your zone of truth and your detect thoughts to actually be able to infiltrate Pellegree's mind because yes I mean the idea of actually trying to take him out of that place I just Mm. I just think it's going to be more trouble than it's worth we just need to get in there get the information get out so i suppose what one thing could be is find out if he's going to have some sort of magical protection but also yeah or, or what magical protection i mean can you be that specific with this 
ritual? I've never, I've never asked, but I can ask. I think that's a, I think that's a very good, that's sort of the genre I was thinking of anyway. That also, or where he's being kept, because it's a big place and we have limited amount of time where we'll be undetectable. So to know where he's being kept within the building would be great. We can really focus our efforts. Maybe let's ask that because I feel like Orin is quite hot on magical detection. So if we can get oh, yes. to him fast, he can deal with that, can't he? Yes, that sounds like I a d- good plan. I don't know how specific the answer will be, but I feel like if we know where yeah. within Chargout House Pellegree is being kept, um, even if it's cryptic, we know what direction to head and where to go yes yes sounds like a plan let's cast divination we <laughs> yeah so are you are you setting up in the car or up in the courtyard i guess in the under the starlight is it is, is it is the moon out is it yeah. a full moon what's going on with the sky david yeah there's um it's a sign of a half moon uh starry sky there's like the odd cloud just drifting across but it's it's pretty clear for, uh, for an evening I mean, it's got to be there, right? Just for the visual. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the two of you spend a little bit of time ferrying, like, all of these bunches of flowers <laughs> up. Um, how would you like them arranged, Juna? So, I think um, when Juna was picking the flowers, she's picked them in seven different colours, sort of seven different types of flowers. And she sort of, um, like, tells Gwen that they're, it's almost like she's creating the seven-petaled flower out of flowers. Mm. So in sort of this sort of, like, design with each petal being like one hue of the like different colors and flowers amazing and then she says to Gwen would you like to join me it it won't mess anything up will it no I mean in the back of Juna's mind she's like it will make no difference but she feels like it will be really good for Gwen's confidence (laughs) to to involve her Um, (laughs) and so yeah they sit in the middle um, sort of cross-legged like when they do the meditation, but this time they're going to hold hands. Um, Gwendolyn is, has been holding onto her fan this whole time, so she's just like, oh, where do I put it? And she finds like a, a pocket that she could put it in, but she's, <laughs> she's sad to not be holding it in her hand. <laughs> yeah, so they sort of sit. Juna like momentarily stands and she sort of waves her staff like a sort of spiral, mm. stamps it in the middle of this sort of, I assume, massive flowery flower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then sort of starts muttering lots of like, uh, like sort of sibilant, sort of like septi sevenies, like a, mm. the sort of Latin-y version of seven. And then sits back down and asks the question. So she's holding onto Gwen's hands and she says, um, sort of in quite like a, you know, like when people do, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, like like, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she sort of mumbles uh, and says. When we go to Chargout House tomorrow, uh, where within the property will Pellegree be kept? Whatever you can tell us, we are truly grateful for. Thank you very much. There's a, as soon as you kind of like finish the question, there's a, a, a breeze that wafts out across all of the seven petals, like from you outwards. And then like they all kind of like drift back in towards you and then slowly start wilting in different places all of the different like parts of the flowers just reacting and as you're kind of like watching all of them you're understanding what it's trying to say and then a lot of the flowers kind of shrink down and you can see that they're almost trying to embed themselves into the ground and push like new roots into this courtyard and as you're watching like sort of like the 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 meaning of the message comes to you that he's beneath the house because of the 
roots. Yeah. So yeah, all of these these flowers, and like eventually the entire the entire flower, almost all of the flowers are gone, and like the whole place kind of like scatters into dust around you. But yeah, all that's left are these little bits of roots that have kind of like worked their way between all of the different cobblestones and things in the garden. <laughs> Oops. Wow. But it's it's left almost like this um, this faint memory of this pattern that you'd created. Aww. Yeah. Which you can part of you imagines that like, oh, if the servants see this in the morning, they're probably gonna have to start weeding. But <laughs> like for the moment, like it's oh, um. Yeah. Um Juna turns to Gwen and sort of like gestures around and says, What what do you make of the answer? What would sort of trying to get Gwen to interpret what she thinks has just happened. So obviously Juna knows, but she asks Gwen if if she mm. thinks she can gauge the answer. Oh well sh- shall I can I do an insight check, please, David, in that case? Sure. Help me decide how Gwendolyn <laughs> actually reacts. Six. <laughs> I think he's probably in the garden. <laughs> Maybe a shed. Close. Oh. <laughs> See, because the flowers have rooted down into the floor, mm. we interpret this as he's beneath the house. Beneath the house? Oh, so maybe beneath the lion. Maybe it's guarding a bunker like the dragon did at the Vondels. It's highly probable. Or a basement, of course. Or a basement. But we know to go down rather than up, at least. That's that's so useful. That's amazing, Juna. I I didn't know you were... I knew you were powerful, but that's really powerful. Well, it was both of us. She gives her a little wink. <laughs> <laughs> Gwendolyn, Which you kind can feel of... free to insight check. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to insight check that as well. Fuck it, let's roll some dice. Uh, okay, that's a 16. So Gwendolyn feels patronised, um, but in a lovable Juno sort of. Well, she's trying. Yeah, it's kind of at that point that the two of you realise that Kasula is stood kind of in the doorway to the courtyard. She looks like she's gotten dressed, um, so she's in a blue robe now instead of the red that she was wearing. She says, who's beneath the house? Uh, We think our friends might be beneath the house. (laughs) Gwendolyn kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Kind of looks at June to be like, I think we should maybe give her a bit more information. You know her better than me, Gwen. Go for it. Somebody that we are tracking down. My mission. Does this have anything to do with the children of Havoc? Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> I'm not going to try and lie to you. Tell and... us your Gwen without telling us your Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just to clarify, which house is it that it's beneath? Just in case I need to come and help. The one I was talking about earlier. Charcoal. House. She's whispering even though she doesn't know if anybody can hear it. <laughs> Chargelt Hall. Okay. Um, yeah, that one. And he's beneath the house. You know, there's one of Dad's, um, like, security things there, right? I did not know that. Oh! You've never gone and seen it, then? Maybe? 
No. What exactly does that involve? It's a lion. Just being a okay. scary stone lion. A stone lion? Yeah. But I know how to deal with it. I know how to deal with it, so it's fine. And how does one deal with that? Uh, well, Quentin's like looking around, like major. You stroke its ear three times. Okay. And then it'll be fine. And then it could be in, out, do the thing really quickly. Nobody will know we were even there. Well, if you've all got that covered then. Um... Unless you have any advice? Other than don't do it? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Stay secret? We have the method for that, yes. Okay. Well, um, good night. Oh, do you want a cake? I've got some in the... <laughs> uh, perhaps, perhaps in the okay, morning. Okay, all right. Thanks. Okay. Love you. Good night. It was lovely seeing you again. And you... Um, and she turns and, yeah, walks back into the house. I'm kind of glad she knows. Me too. Feel, feel a bit safer, actually. Yeah, and and that she's on the on the other side of things, yeah. isn't she? She's on the tour. Yes, yes. Hopefully, mm. she can find out some information for us, and and hopefully, she can keep the tour going. I've got, I've got some some thoughts on uh, how we can plan for tomorrow. I suppose we need to know what's going on with the boys. Well, I would just was about to say. I think we've we've learnt quite a lot. Shall I send them ascending and find out how they're getting on? Yeah. Uh, let the lad lads know that we'll either have to sneak them in or they're sleeping in the cart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As you sort of uh, yeah walk back into the house, Kasula comes down the stairs in her red robe and says, uh, the room's ready for you. It's uh, just opposite mine. Thank you so much. That's, that's great. Opposite your bedroom. Directly opposite mine, yes. Are you a heavy sleeper these days? Or? Uh, as, as lightly as I've always slept. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Gwendolyn out the side of her mouth says, they're sleeping in the car. <laughs> <laughs> That'll save me the word count on my sending. <laughs> but sort of like sort of Kasula sort of bows her head to you all, um, to you both. Gwendolyn um, gives her another hug again. Yeah, she gives you a hug back. While she can. Thank you for everything today. Of course, of course. Juno? Mm-hmm. Good night. Good night. And she gives her a little bob. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and she sort of disappears into her room. She is keeping you on a string. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the first time and it won't be the last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse waiting to be told off, isn't it, than actually being told off? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got Ginger on her way here. <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, so yeah, as we get into the room. It's a nice little room. Yeah, it's kind of two uh, single beds next to each other. It's a, it's a very small box room, but like it's a, it's clearly been tidied as much as it can, and like the beds made as much as possible. Are you going to send ascending? Yeah. Before yeah. you go to sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't think we'll get a message back, but you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> just yet. No. In fact, Gina, as you kind of sit down to to cast the message, as you send it out. I'm not even going to ask what it was. Uh, as you send it out, you get a very definite, almost like no connection, like missed call type of a... Boop, you know that boop, it does not exactly boop, a dial tone. You get nothing arrives. Is it like what happened when she tried to 
message from within the Winthrops. It's That's definitely it more that style of, of things. Yeah. yeah, it reeks of something is blocking that that spell. Can I tell if it's on us or like I know like do I know that it's their end? It's their end. Yeah. I'll say that you do know that. Um Gwen. Hmm. I tried to send nice ending and I can't get through to the lad lads. Oh. Something is very wrong. And that's where we're going to leave it with the two of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Do you know one of my favourite things that whole bit of recording was how you Mm. tried so hard to make Yara a cockney, but as soon as she went to West Country, you just can't, as soon as any servant is talking to Juna, they all slip, they all slip, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, amazing. Oh, good luck, lad, lad. It's June. It's June as high charisma. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, they just get sucked into the like echolalia. Yeah, you know. yeah. Grace here, keeping you updated with all things no small roles related. As for most people, Christmas is a busy time for us over here at No Small Roles HQ. The cast have several theatre productions going on. We have A Christmas Carol, which David is doing the music for, I am doing the costumes for, and Ben is reprising his role as Scrooge. We also have Vicky in the production this year, making her A Christmas Carol debut, and she will be playing roles like Mrs. Fezziwig, Belle, etc, etc. It's going to be absolutely smashing. Now, if Christmas Carol isn't your vibe, you like your Christmas... uh, theatre films a little bit different then you may be a big fan of Die Hard. Now Daryl Bailey is going to be in a one man show Yippie Kaye at the King's Head Theatre this Christmas The show was originally written by another actor and so Daryl is taking on the role of the alternate performer so that the other actor can go other places or maybe even have a rest, who knows I doubt resting, that's not what we do at Christmas So if you would like to see Daryl in this one man show then please do check out our social media for his exact dates as he's only on specific nights and you want to obviously see him in action. It's going to be fabulous. We love getting to meet you at the shows. I am currently in The Witches of Oz at the vaults and I saw two gorgeous crumpets this past week. The amazing Batfran and Ashley both came and saw me in action at the vaults. So big shout out to you both. Thank you for coming to say hello. And crumpets, wherever you are, if you want to come and see us, then do say hello to us after the show. I know we tend to be more England-bound, but in January, Ben Galpin will be on tour in America. Yes, Dragons and Mythical Beasts is making its way across the pond, and Ben will be touring the States for about four months, I believe. So do check out our show notes where you can find ticket links and dates and all the things you could possibly need. Now, if you're listening to this, you're most probably a fan of No Small Roles. And you may also be a super fan of our super fan chats. We are currently looking to expand the pool of super fans. So if you think you'd like to throw your hat in the ring, then you can send us a short MP3 to be considered as a new super fan. Please make it no longer than five minutes in length and use the recording equipment that you would use if you were to join the superfans for a chat. Now, the content can be 
whatever you like. No Small Roles related though, of course. It can be your favourite moment from No Small Roles, why you think you'd be a good super fan, what you've enjoyed the most from the campaign, from the side campaigns, from the bonus content like No Small Questions and Superfan Chats. Please make your MP3 and send it to nosmallroles at hotmail.com. That's nosmallroles at hotmail.com. If it's small enough, you can send it in the body of the link, but we find WeTransfer is very useful for sending files that are a bit on the hefty side. And of course, whatever type of fan you are, we love to hear from you, uh, be it reviews on places like iTunes and Podchaser or on Spotify, where you can now rate us. We are slowly getting more ratings on there. But if you would like to drop us a little five star review, even if you don't listen to us on Spotify, you can do that by just listening to a 10 minutes of the show and then you'll be able to rate us we'd really appreciate it as we want more fantastic crumpets to hear about no small roles and enjoy what we do that is all from me for now let's get you back to the action so through the power of editing i've now said <laughs> exactly uh, i've now said goodbye to vicky and grace and i'm instead joined by the african lad lads <laughs> Say hi, everyone. Hey. Grace, get out that chair. That's mine now. (laughs) Don't mind if I do. Excuse me. (laughs) Just throwing them out the window. Wilhelm scream. Um, Hello, everybody. Welcome to part two of the episode. I believe you're all in the library. Um, Mass old person. Orin, your invisibility has been dropped, but you shoved some documents into your bag. The dragon has disappeared, the illusory dragon, but Gaius and Enkidu are paralysed in place, along with a group of other people who were trying to leave. And there are a whole bunch of arcanists stood as a barrier at the door. One of them steps forward, shorter woman with uh, close-cropped hair, sort of all tied back, uh, wearing the, the classic arcanist robes. She just goes... Who was it then? We're paralysed, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Good. Because I cannot think of anything to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> Orin, Orin just sort of looks around like he's confused by what's going on mm. and is definitely yeah. not involved in anything. Has invisibility worn off for Orin? Yeah. It was dispelled. Oh, like all okay, the magic in the room dispelled. was dispelled as the arcanists arrived. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So Orin's just looking innocently like he was just... Just caught up in whatever's happening at the moment. <laughs> and Kudu is looking at the floor. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, yeah, a whole, like a, the rest of the other, like, sort of studiers and uh, scholars who are in the room are all kind of looking at each other and being like, no, 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 there was a dragon and, the, and you know, I'm glad you're here. There's a panic in the room. And this woman kind of stops, nods to the uh, arcanist and just says to the room, all right, everyone, gather in right here in front of me. Move. Uh, don't worry. If you are uh, currently held, you'll be moved. <laughs> Orin will move towards the room. David. Yeah. Orin in his head. Yeah. Is just going to be because I'm aware of what arcanists do, and if they're picking up, if they're picking up surface thoughts, Orin is just going to be studiously thinking about the, how the fact that he hopes none of this affects the the duck hunt. And and the spoon challenge, and he's just going to be thinking about spoons and ducks, and very consciously keeping thoughts on that. Nice. Just putting that out there in okay. case there's any 
yeah. invisible mind reading little well worth it um <laughs> what what are Gaius and Enkidu thinking about <laughs> are they as aware of that as, <laughs> as Orin is well after um literally talking to Clayne like the night before right mm, yeah, <laughs> he's exactly. like decidedly saying one thought in his head over and over again going didn't know the dragon was real didn't know the dragon was real didn't know the dragon was real didn't know the dragon wasn't real (laughs) (laughs) trying to have one thought nice nice uh and Gaius is is Gaius panicked in any way uh yeah um he's going (laughs) (laughs) oh my god no they said a distraction they just like it's a blank canvas they gave me you know I'm just like oh god guy you're just like one of those like dogs just chasing the cut you know you just you just do things um oh my god that's what he's thinking (laughs) nice so yeah this little host of arcanists start like in the same way that the archivists were uh like sweep the room and start to make sure that there are, there are no people hiding in any corners in the group anyone that is paralyzed the arcanists kind of approach you and there's almost like a telekinetic shove so you remain paralyzed and are just like wheeled like across the floor <laughs> sliding toward this group in the middle oh my god i'd like to imagine that our boots are making that a very very loud squeaky noise <laughs> yeah this polished like, there's painfully. no carpet yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a clean polished floor <laughs> absolutely but yeah, so eventually you're all kind of gathered in uh, and then another arcanist starts muttering something and walking around the entire group. There's probably about 20 people, including the three of you. Some of whom are protesting that they've done like their innocence, uh, all of that stuff, but they start like circling and, and, and muttering as they circle the whole group. Um, DM, listening to mm. people muttering about innocence suddenly clocks Guy back into the fact where he is, what's at stake, and he'll start like formulating in his head um, you know, the narrative of like, my God, that dragon was so terrifying. I must create a ballad of this and I must tell everybody about how this dragon came into this library. My God, I just came here for some beautiful, sweet, sexy poetry about erotica. Um, and, now, yeah, and now he's like, trying, now he's going to go so deep into it. He's going to start coming up with like dragon porn in his head. Like, how can oh I make this into a ballad? He's going oh so, to get so filthy, so filthy with this dragon like imagery in his head. And that's all he's oh going my gosh. He's going down that tangent because he knows what's coming. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I, I will say from the moment that you, like the images start popping into your head, guys, um, even from like being paralyzed, there you see a reaction from one of the arcanists who like <laughs> looks over at you. Like, hmm. <laughs> Eventually, the, the arcanist who's circled right the way around sort of completes the circle and there's a, a, a soft glow on the on, on the on the the stonework beneath all of you and then a very sudden flash of light and the entire group along with the arcanists uh reappear in a completely different room oh, no. whoa we just teleported into the hq <laughs> yep Orin, i mean Orin in this moment is simultaneously <laughs> shitting himself but also whoa yeah. and, like, <laughs> this is so cool <laughs> it does sort of create a stunned silence on everybody else that is like oh no we're in we're in the shit now oh. um yeah you find yourself in a, in a circular hall surrounded with arcane carvings that arch up into a little bit of a dome in in this room the paralysis is dropped actually oh. you realize as soon as you've arrived back here the 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 two of you and the others can move around a little bit more okay. uh, but I say a little bit more because it's very clear that the Arcanists start marching the entire group of you trying to get you to walk in single file as much as possible out of this room okay 
which at any point, if you feel like more mischief and shenanigans, do interrupt. Quite a leading opportunity there. I'm going to describe some things, but you know. If you, yeah, yeah. Orin will be taking in if he clocks that he thinks he's in the Arcanist Consortium now? Um, yeah, you can assume as such. Okay. We'll just take in as much Mm-hmm. We're also thinking, oh, I'd love to work here one day. Yeah. And Kidu's looking back. If if we've started moving out of the room, yeah. I'm going to look back to see if there was a circle on the floor. A teleportation yes. circle. And there was. Yeah, exactly that. Cool. So, yeah, you get the impression that this, uh, especially as you're led from that room mm-hmm. further in, this is almost a, a, a direct line to the holding pens that Zeravir had mentioned the day before. Less cool. Oh, would Guy know if like these teleportation circles are activated through a particular stone or artifact or is more an incantation? Uh, make a arcana check. Hot damn. That's a 19 plus Ooh. arcana. Yeah. So that's 21, baby. Yeah. Um, no. So you know that it's... Yeah, you don't, you don't need a, uh, like an artifact or anything but you do need to know the teleportation circle that you are traveling to. So like essentially, as yeah, as you all leave the room, you can see that the that circle in particular had a very specific pattern of grooves and the way it's been inlaid into the floor, it, it's, it's a very particular for that location. So you'd have to learn that to get out. However, with, with a 21, I will say that you would know that if you knew any teleportation spells, you could use that circle to get out somewhere else. Right, so you'd have to learn a incantation. You'd have to study that ring in order to use that ring. Exactly that. And yeah. you'd have to be able to cast the spell. Yeah. Fuck it. Okie <laughs> dokie. Yeah, yeah, a couple of barriers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You can't just step on it and be like, uh, spell slot, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like you'd have to, you'd have to learn how to teleport. <laughs> so not today <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the group the whole group of you are led through a series of corridors uh, mm. to an even larger circular hall uh, this one very clearly very obvious is prison cells there are no bars in the room but you can see that in uh, right the way around the room and in like sort of a mezzanine layer as well there are small holding pens right the way around this room also has those same arcane carvings on the ceiling uh, that you saw earlier. But as you sort of all gathered in the middle of this circular room, mm-hmm. there are a group of chests. And the, the arcanist who'd been leading this whole thing sort of turns around and she says, uh, you'll each be shown to your own cell. Um, if you could please deposit all bags and belongings into each of these chests, they'll be held until you have been interviewed and this whole thing has been sorted. Thank you so much for your cooperation. Uh, your belongings will be returned to you unharmed, I, I assure you. Uh, but please... Um, Put all of your belongings into the bags now. Thank you. Am I able to cast press the digitation? <laughs> I just want to um, cast like a like a tiny moat, a glowing moat in my hand, as conspicuously as I can. Um, no. I fuck. I fucking knew it. Yep. As you <laughs> as you go to and like you feel like the magical energy happen. Mm-hmm. You don't even natu- naturally see it, but you get a sense that one of the runes above you has yeah. activated in some way. And nothing is coming out of your. There is no magic involved. There's yeah. Uh, That's an anti-magic device, then, isn't it? Yeah. An anti-magic sigil. So it's a spell to block out magic as it laid into the ceiling. Yeah. 
Excellent. <laughs> no teleporting out of here. Mm. Do do we recognise anything else about any of the other like sigils on the ceiling? Is there anything? Um, you can make an arcana check if you like. I would like. Yeah. Yeah, because I can imagine all three of you having some spells are probably having the same kind of like what options have you got kind of thoughts. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, Arcana. Go on. Uh, 23. Yeah. 23. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. So looking up. Yeah, you were very aware. It's like a, an anti-magic field uh, yeah. to overtaking the entire room. However, uh, especially with the 23, I will say that you are aware that there are some exceptions in the markings above you. Ooh. And as you're kind of looking around at this, uh, these cells, you do realize that each cell, even though it doesn't have any bars in place, it does have like a, a force wall. It essentially almost looks like alcoves in the circles around mm. the room but mm. at, especially with that 23 you're sort of your clock above saying okay yeah no magic allowed to be cast in here but then there are magical doors basically right the way around sort of transparent walls of force mm. in front of every cell so some magic is kind of allowed like in specific areas so some magic seems to be allowed like invisible yeah. barriers and whatnot yeah. exactly mm. we can't conspire because we're being hustled to cells right yeah. now aren't we yeah that is yeah. a slight question as well like how because <laughs> I can imagine you were kind of split up with like Enkidu battling a dragon, Gaius <laughs> controlling it, but also pretending to be scared in the middle of the room or in down at the different. Like, how much have you stayed separate? Oh, I would have tried to sneakily weave my way through the throng to try and get to uh, probably Gaius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would have done, I would have done a similar thing in that. Like, I would have probably like clocked. Enkidu and Orin and like mm. move towards them mm-hmm. in a way that was like we're part of a team rather than like yeah. well, as in like we're part of a group that came into the library together because they would have seen us come in together like there's no point in mm-hmm. us pretending we didn't know each other that's the first yeah. thing that's going to trip us up so he would have like found yeah. Orin mm-hmm. knowing Enkidu was like right behind him and be like okay we're all together yeah nice okay so um yeah as you're you sort of a couple of other people are moving forwards taking out the bags and things they had with them like emptying their pockets putting everything into these chests uh each one is closed up and just vanishes uh each time they're sort of done uh and then they're shown to one of the cells around the side of the room Mm. and each cell whilst it's probably big enough for three or four people it's what every single person is being put into their own individual space. There is so much shit in my bag that the Arcanist should not have. <laughs> oh no! Like what? Oh, Kral's book of Duranian history, oh, his book of necromancy, oh, <laughs> um, oh, stolen things no. from the room we've just been in. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no! And there's no magic we can do. No. No. I'll get my sword. Mm. If I put it in the chest, it would just come back to me. But that's kind of useless. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind <Yeah>. of useless. <laughs> They're asking us to put everything in the boxes, yep. aren't they? Yep. Yep. Can I try and hide something on my person? Oh yeah, you can certainly try. Oh yeah, <gasps> cool. go on, you beautiful man. <laughs> I would like to hide my icebreaker's army knife on my person, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Whereabouts on your person? I'm gonna find a little somewhere around the prosthetics around my leg. Okay. Have a little, almost like tying a shoe moment. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, uh, the rest of you trying to hide anything? I don't have any possession. <laughs> <laughs> Just my travels own. quite light, actually. Doesn't he, it? They're all still light. in the wing thrups. <laughs> 
Yeah, they are. I say a trap was like he's carrying a lot of people. Oh right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll have to put the because I have I bought a scabbard to carry the scimitar around, but I'll take it off and put it in, but then close the chest quickly because as soon as I step away from it, it will disappear. That's right. I mean, that's what I will do eventually. <laughs> but first, see if I can whisper to either one of the lads as discreetly as I can. Mm. Hey, I think the uh, well, we can't we can't use magic here, but. I think the arcanists can. I think the wards work differently for them. Yeah. I'll just point it up at the symbol in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Notice that too. I don't have any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Guy will be aware of like potentially ears listening to us as, as they're being like hoarded off to different things and be like, mm. okay guys, just remember we're innocent. We tell the truth. And he gives them an incredibly knowing look. <laughs> Which they may want to insight check. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like I don't I, have to. I, yeah. <laughs> I'll read what I read into yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> the truth. Love it. Right. So yeah, you each, it basically gets to the point that the three of you are at the front of the queue. Who's putting in their stuff in first? I will. Nice. I will watch very closely what happens when it goes. In. Yeah. Nice. Um, and yeah, you um, drop stuff in and it, it, it's... It's a fair-sized chest, because mm. they don't know who's bringing in what. Yeah. But it is completely empty inside. Uh, it's kind of almost like velvet padding. Yeah. Uh, so it looks nice. Uh, the chest itself, pretty standard, pretty uh, pretty basic thing, sort of made of wood. And yeah, you drop your thing in. As soon as the, the, the domed lid comes down, it like it's almost as if it, it's just gone from your hands. Mm. Like it was never... Like the whole thing just like vanishes. Right. And then you're shown off to a cell uh, to the left, which... When you step into it, actually, like you can feel the 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 energy of the the arcane energy of the force field, like sort of like buzz up behind you, mm. but you can't see anything. Like if you look ever so slightly, like a, an angle, like there's a slight like iridescent shimmer. But if you're just looking out, it's almost as if you're looking through through glass, or that there's nothing even there. Oh no! It's like the it's like the force field in Hunger Games when they look at it at a slight angle and there's like shimmer in the. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's like when you look Great at reference. petrol on like the in like uh, petrol stations on like the ground and stuff, and it's just like that little rainbow yeah. effect. That little exactly, like a little yeah. Heat wave. yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah. Is it so? I can't see outside of that. No, so yeah, you can oh, see okay. out into like the main central space. Um, what <laughs> yeah. you do know is that you cannot hear anything outside in that central space. Oh no! This is no. like a little isolation-y type tank. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Yeah. Oh bad. Oh, no. oh very bad. But it's nice, you know. There's a there's a little bed in there. There's um there's a, a toilet. There's a little uh, water fountain as well. It you know, if you needed to stay in there for a while, there are facilities. Mm. Gaius and Orin, who's up next? I'll go next. Okay. I am here presenting my ancestral sword. And he takes out like the sword and like drops <laughs> on with great dignity and and uh, with a little dink from where it hit the table in the yeah, yeah, yeah. episode yeah, fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> and be it known, whoever opens up this sword from its scabbard will be cursed for a thousand years. <laughs> and I'll put my loot there and everything else. And I'll painfully take out one gold coin at a time. <laughs> Oh, and that will take a long time because you've got a lot I've of gold. Got, oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck so up. I've got gold. a lot of gold now, guys. <laughs> I have. I've gotten better at this. <laughs> oh, I take God. out exactly 221 <laughs> gold pieces. Oh, very it. good. Not a thousand. <laughs> Sorry, let me correct that. Two billion 2, and 221. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, Dravanian economy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. The uh, the interest rate's gone up, so <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you do. And again, as soon as the last item has like fallen off of you and you close that lid, it, it's gone, and you're shown to a cell right next to Enkidu. Again, the same thing as you walk on in, though. As soon as that that force field comes up, you cannot hear anything else. Um, and then finally, Orin. Okay, Orin will put all his stuff in. Is there someone there, like? supervising this moment yeah the um the same woman the same arcanist that kind of had announced to the group is stood watching i mean there's also the the small crowd of arcanists because they don't know which of you is the most dangerous so there's 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 a good like eight arcanists all ready and waiting like just filling out around the room like it's somebody different leading each person from the chest to a cell okay so orin will put all his stuff in and then he'll just say to her she's nearby Oh, it's amazing. Is it is it conjuration or is it or is it just making it seem like it's not there? Or sorry, with the chest, I'm just wondering how it works. Oh, yep, simple conjuration charm. Uh, now, if you could oh, deposit wow. all of your belongings. Oh, yeah, okay. And then Orin will put all his stuff in, not the knife, and then count out his nineteen gold <laughs> one by one because <laughs> that's what Guy did. Um, as you close the lid, the chest stays there. Oh. oh, and she just repeats all of your belongings, please. Oh no, she's uh, great. I like her a lot. I think that is everything. Anything in your pockets? <laughs> Orin will pat down his pockets. You're gonna have to frisk me, darling. <laughs> and then, assuming it still stays there, yeah, will then reluctantly go. Oh, what you want? mechanisms and everything and then uh the leg brace uh should be fine Ooh. is uh if it's got anything dangerous or hidden within its compartments then Orin will go oh i guess just that but i mean we surely wouldn't be that he says pulling out the icebreaker around me now fully well it is that puts it in the box <laughs> puts it in the box and the box does not disappear um the what? uh the your necklace what oh. okay why <laughs> Orin. <laughs> Takes off his necklace with the two keys on it and pops that in the box. Oh, because that's the 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 home door key. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, at that point when you close the lid, it disappears. Oh no! <laughs> oh okay. no! David's done his research. I know this <laughs> arcanist knows. I didn't even realize I was trying to smuggle that through. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing; it's a fairly powerful magical item. So mm, yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's true, actually, I hadn't thought of that one. That <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Why didn't I think of that to get us out of this situation? Uh, but then you're shown into a cell slightly on the other side of the room, so you can see Gaius and Enkidu. Whilst they can't see each other, you've actually got a good sight of the two of them. Okay. <laughs> um, but again, same thing. As soon as you're in the cell and the force wall is up, <laughs> you can't hear anything. <laughs> I can't hear the audience anymore. No. Eventually, sort of everybody in the crowd is, is, is separated out uh, and the arcanist sort of turns and looks at you all, gives a small nod and starts speaking and you can hear her voice. It actually doesn't sound like it's coming from her. It sounds like it's uh, sort of emanating from all of the walls. Oh, man. Ooh. It's almost, yeah, like a little speaker, magical speaker system in each room. But she says, we'll begin sorting through each of you uh, in turn. Just to clarify exactly what's happened, uh, we'll try to, we'll endeavour to... Uh, do this as quickly as we can of course and get you all back home safely until then uh please relax and we'll be with you shortly guy will raise his hand <laughs> there's no response 
or like a lot of the arcanists uh, start filing out of the room. There are still a few on guard that you can see, and especially there's one sort of circling the upper mezzanine. Guy will raise both his hands and wave frantically. <laughs> I have something to share. Eventually, one of the arcanists starts like walking over. A younger chap, uh, mahogany skin, thicker dreads tied back, uh, ready to go. But he, he looks at you, nods. Can you hear me? Nods again. Okay, so I'm a bard and um, I'm inspired by my muse and I would like some pen and paper, please. Shakes his head. Oh. But honestly, I've got a beautiful ballad within my head all about the dragon that we saw. And I just feel so compelled to, uh, to write this right now. I really, really want a pen and paper. Shakes his head again. <laughs> okay, well, just so you know, you've got very dreamy eyes and I hope you have a nice day. <laughs> that does make him smile ah, <laughs> but then he like just carries on walking around ah. David quick question yeah have we recognised any of the arcanists we've seen so far no okay not one of them damn it and also yes and what sort of level because now we're a bit of where I believe that different levels sort of wear different things yeah yeah exactly you do the, get the impression that the first arcanist the one that was leading there were slightly more gold stripes on her uniform, like sort of in the pattern of it all. So you can assume she was a higher ranking arcanist, even in the arcanist's uh, rank. <laughs> yeah, she was more of like a, a, a captain type arcanist. Hmm. Whereas, yeah, all of the ones in here have, have less gold stripes. So you, you're imagining that they, whilst, you know, they're still earned the rank of arcanist. Yeah. They're, they're not as authoritative. They're not scholars. They're arcanists. They are arcanists. Yeah. Oh, dear. But we can see outside the arcanists coming and going. Yeah, you can see um, there's not a huge amount of movement. You're in there for about six hours, so there's plenty of time to... Uh... <sighs> Shit. <laughs> for how long? Yeah, about six hours or so. Oh. Plenty of time to, uh. to sit and think and watch and look. Uh, basically have a long rest. If you needed it, you can have a long rest. Oh man, oh, six six hours. How how long has it been since we got since we got here? He hasn't been six hours, right? Oh no, yeah. As in, yeah, like it's it's basically since the dragon. It's been about half an hour in like sorting through everyone, and then from that point, you are in these locations for six mm. hours. Wow. Yeah. Flipping heck. What do you do during that time? Um, and Kiri will try to summon his packed weapon. <laughs> it doesn't happen. What? <laughs> yeah. No, you're kidding. Does not. Again, you get exactly the same feeling as when you tried prestidigitation. There is quite a heavy bar on magical activity, which you can surmise is not purely arcane, but other magical things as well. No. Mm. <laughs> That's the only thing I can do. Mm. Gosh, what's, 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 what's the ground made of? Uh, it's stone. Yeah, the whole thing is kind of like a grey stone. It's, it's fairly stark in its decoration mm -hmm. you basically you get the impression that it's functional mm -hmm. this whole space is not meant as like a, a beauty place it's it's not decorative in any way beyond the runes themselves which kind of add an air of of decoration to the space and there are no windows right no windows is a door in front of me or is there a shimmering kind of like just a shimmering open space in the wall um i'm gonna touch it kind of it buzzes it kind of vibrates uh to, to actually borrow a description that I used in the first half of this episode, it kind of feels like when you're stroking a short-haired dog, but you stroke <laughs> the fur the wrong way, that yeah. it, like, you kind of get that bristly feeling. That's kind of what it feels like. If I trace my finger through it, does it leave like an image or something? No, it doesn't at all. You just get a 
just get that sensation of that that vibration and how tall is the the shape of the is it like a floor to ceiling kind of like yeah floor to ceiling uh kind of deal it's uh it's about eight feet high uh pretty right. square sort of eight feet across eight feet high kind of box there's no like items there's nothing in these cells is there with us nothing no beyond beyond a, a flushing toilet and uh a small sink and a tap is the toilet magical <laughs> no it's um oh interesting i'll say just with your your standard artificing uh knowledge this is this is just a normal flushing toilet there's there's clearly plumbing going on okay can i check nice. for um surveillance in the ceilings uh yeah uh, make an investigation check. Oh gosh, my favorite. <laughs> oh, wow! It's minus one, so that's a fifteen. Fifteen. So whilst the ceiling is again fairly bare, in some of the corners are repetitions of those arcane runes, the sort of anti-magic runes, mm-hmm. up in the corners. But nothing particularly. There's no like clear orbs or magical cameras or anything like that. Mm-hmm. What you do, I'll say with uh, with that. You do get a lot of the um, like surveillance of each of you is coming from the guards outside as they're kind of making almost like constant passes, mm. uh, like circles around this big space, just checking in on everyone, making sure everyone's okay. And like they'll stop occasionally at somebody who's getting particularly distressed and have a moment communicating with them through the through the the walls. But okay. yeah, there's there's no surveillance in the room. Can I try to listen, see if I can put my ear to the wall and see if I can hear anything on the other side? Yeah, uh, make a perception check. 15 15 no you don't hear anything through which gaius in the in the room next door are you making noises what are you what are you up to so for the last slow while, pan across as <laughs> as Inkinu puts his ear across over to what uh gaius is doing gaius has been composing a song mm-hmm. and it's about two dragons a gold one and a red one oh no coming together <laughs> oh no midair. Oh no! And it goes something like, um, "Bring your scales closer to me. Get it on, oh, get it on. Cause tonight is the night when two become one." And then uh, he's gonna keep looking around to see if any Amazing. arcanists are looking really uncomfortable. But also, but Amazing. also tapping their foot, hopefully. <laughs> um, make a performance check. <laughs> oh my gosh i actually rolled another 19 hey and then with my performance that's gonna turn it into a 24 24 <laughs> yes uh, there's yeah there are i'll say there's uh the guy that you winked at earlier like every time he passes <laughs> you almost feel like the way he walks past your room is like in a bit of a groove yeah dude but then like he'll, he'll move straight on but like there's just something about the way he walks past yours is very different to the way he walks past everyone else's. Okay. Guy will be like, enjoying that, but also being disconcerted that he's still being listened to. Mm-hmm. There's nothing he can do, but it was just an experiment to see if they were being monitored. And they are. Mm. Yeah. Damn. Guy sees that Enkidu is like searching the room, as Guy would know Enkidu to be so. Good, so. Gaius can't see Enkidu. Oh, Gaius can't. Oh, yeah, of course. Because you're in the rooms next to each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fine. In that case, then, yeah. He just... You can see Orin, though. Oh, okay. I'll see what Orin's. I'll see what Orin's doing and pan over to Orin. <laughs> no, yeah, what's Orin? It's like what's, Wes, what's Wes Anderson doing? style, like panning across. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great, great. Yeah, great. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, who's playing the guard? Who's playing the guard? Uh, so in my head, he's kind of like a Tay Diggs. Oh, yeah. 
like yeah you know that kind of yeah holy snap <laughs> uh Oren, what are you doing in your cell mm. so david mm. i've been reading <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. So here's some here's some interesting facts for you about artificers. Okay. <laughs> for you to do with as you wish. Oh god. Okay. Let me just throw all this planning out quickly. There yeah. we go. <laughs> so the infuse item feature of an artificer yeah. allows you to, whenever you finish a long rest, touch a non-magical object and imbue it with one of your artificer infusions, turning it into a magic object. Ooh. Item. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So this toilet. <laughs> yeah. Is there a, question the first? Is there like a toilet brush to like clean it? No, there's no brush in here. Okay, okay. Does it have like a pan that you can like open up and look inside it? Like not the not the pan at the bottom, like the the watery bit at the top. Whilst it it does have yeah the tank behind like it, like a home toilet. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. It cannot be opened. Okay. Um, it's a solid block. Can you take the handle off? I mean, how long do you want to try? I mean, I'm here all night. <laughs> <laughs> sure you can fiddle with the handle make um I'll, I'll fiddle with the handle trying to think because you won't have any tools with you yeah i'm aware i've got no tools but you are an artificer which is pretty cool so you're like engineering knowledge make a sleight of hand check is he about to pull some like shawshank redemption shit right now mm. yeah he's going for my guy yeah i remember when andy <laughs> first came to shawshank <laughs> when he took apart the toilet <laughs> Um, <laughs> he took apart the toilet on the first night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for this, for this, any of this plan to have worked, I need to have not had a long rest yet. So I'm saying this is happening pre-long rest, if that's cool. Okay, yeah. So I will flash of genius that to make it a sixteen. That's the lowest flash of genius we've had. I know. I know it was a bad roll. Yeah. How bad was it? It was a five. <laughs> I will say it takes you about an hour of fiddling. That's all I need to do that night is just remove the toilet handle. Yeah. Later on in the evening, you do realize that you need to use the toilet. And <laughs> after doing so, oh. also then realize that you can't flush it. Oh, no. But that is, that is, that is your own personal issue to That's, deal with in your own personal I will, self. I will, live with, I will live that as an issue. <laughs> then... I will go for my long rest, if I may. Yeah. And then in the morning, I will attempt to infuse the toilet handle because in my head, hmm. and you can disagree, David, arguably a toilet handle, when you think about it, it's sort of it's a rod, isn't it? Some would say. <laughs> sure. It is kind of small rod-like. Yeah. It's a bit like a rod. I'll allow it. How do you infuse it mm. would be my question. Yeah. Because you do realize that in any attempt to like magically push power into it, that is not working. Okay. So is there any way that you can like engineer infuse it instead? Would be my question to you. Mm, it's a good question. With science. The clothes. With science, science. The clothes on your back. Yeah. I've got nothing to like scribble on it, have I? Or scratch into it. You've got some of your leg braces pretty yeah like solid if you were to just spend time yeah scraping it against your leg brace perhaps or what are you trying to do i don't really know <laughs> <laughs> i want a magic item but to do what to blow a hole in the wall or, or... no just to have whatever's <laughs> about to happen next <laughs> I'd, I'd really love if during the evening Gaius has clocked orin doing something is like trying to from the other side of the room you're like what are you doing what did? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Does Orin recall the half sigil 
that you need to scratch in to make a Wingthrop thing. I was going to fucking do that. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd say. I'd say, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Can I scratch the half sigil into the toilet handle? Yeah. I will do so, please. I will allow that. <laughs> so okay. would that now count as a an unhanced arcane focus? Yeah. I'll say that it is. Yeah. Thank you very much. I will allow all of it. I will pop it in my pocket for later. Mm. And I will then carry on thinking about duck hunts and Lady Quackington and spoons. Amazing. So, yeah, after a long evening. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, uh, what are you what are you doing? I was going to see if there's like some kind of like bedboard or post or something that I could break off, mm-hmm. sharpen, and inscribe the Winthrop sigil to the bottom of the toilet to the sink. <laughs> what? Sure. Um, I will say, yeah, it's a wooden like bed. It's uh, pretty standard. It's got four posts and a mattress on it, um, sure. like almost like a straw mattress. But it, mm. you know, it's it's fairly comfortable. Uh, yeah, if you wanted to attempt to break some of it, you are more than welcome to. That kind of thing does draw the attention of the arcanists because it's a little <laughs> bit more obvious than just removing a small handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done all that as subtly as I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't like just snap off like a little corner or something. Uh, Rather than like tear off like a like whole steak. Like yeah, stuff. yeah, like trying to get a strip of it. Okay, to, yeah, um, just trying to like bra- uh, make a strength check. I will say. I think that is a no. It's eleven. It's, it's a flat roll. It's eleven. Oh, eleven. Okay. Yeah. Whilst you can break some bits off, they're quite small, and every time you do try, then like even you do like a little test on the wall or something just to like mm. see if it scrapes the wood itself keep snapping and breaking it's not being a very good pencil for you that is fine because i will stick the wood into my skin okay and inscribe the sigil in blood <laughs> wow i'll allow that yeah <laughs> okay so yeah you mark the bottom of the toilet and the bottom of the sink yeah with your blood such a warlock oh <laughs> <laughs> it always comes down to blood always magic, comes down it? To blood. <laughs> i'll just wait for the gods to leave or something see if i can use whatever ceruleum is coursing through my new creative body to smash the sink and the toilet together. So there's no magic uh, happening. Um, so even after like, yeah, you mark the these things and like you sit there for a moment and it, yeah, you try to use all of like the, you're like, come on body, do, do yeah. something. You, you gotta yeah. be special for something. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work, unfortunately. I'll run the taps and wipe it off. <laughs> <laughs> So, after a fairly long time, <laughs> each of uh, the other members of the group that um, have been with you have been started to be filed out of the room. They'll, like, somebody will turn up, collect them, and like walk them out uh, of this chamber, and they don't come back. None of them come back. Eventually, uh, somebody comes around to Orin's door, early hours of the morning. We're talking like three, four o'clock in the morning at this point. Orin hides the toilet. <laughs> sure. Um, there's sort of you feel the, the the force field shimmer disappear, and you are again led straight out of the room. Uh, there's almost like somebody leading you, somebody an arcanist behind you as well, and you're led out of the room. I don't know if Gaius and Enkidu are awake or asleep at this point, but I'm awake. I'm not sleeping here. No, I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Dreaming of dragons. Perfect examples of the two of you. Yeah. There is a, a, another room further down the corridor that is open, and you are ushered into. Side note. I will make a very big mental note of everywhere I'm taken in this building. Thank you. Oh, yep. <laughs> Keen mind. Absolutely. Um, 
It's a very simple room, a uh, little cube type room, same kind of design as the other, uh, this holding cell, except there's a desk in the middle with a chair on either side. And sat in the opposite desk is Klein Eovet. Klein <laughs> Eovet is the guy who reads our mind. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, beautiful. And so the theatre begins, my I'm friends. I'm so delighted to see him. Here we go. I was hoping for this. This guy. The door closes behind you, and he kind of holds a small finger to his lip to gesture, just to... Mm-hmm. says a few things and a zone of truth kind of whispers around the room however you feel that it does not affect you in the slightest amazing oh, this man oh, beautiful man I hate him <laughs> but awful. at this moment I, I love him. him I hate him but yeah uh, and he says um hello <laughs> hi so somebody been a bit naughty Oh no, I don't like him anymore. <laughs> no, that's gross. So creepy, old man. <laughs> um, seems like it in the town hall. Yeah. Yes. Um, don't worry, nobody can hear us outside of this. But um, oh. exactly. Did you think was going to happen if you did that? Okay. Admittedly, not sure we maybe thought it through as much as we should have done. Yes. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. I mean, there are certain things that I can um, hide in the my own report. That's one thing. There are certain things I can't. I'm assuming you're going to be redacted if I put your name in something anyway. So <laughs> That's true. What my issue is, with you in particular, I'm afraid, my friend, is uh, the uh, the stolen documents that are in your belongings. Stolen documents? What do you mean? Don't worry. You don't have to lie to me. I only did the spell to... No, but arguably they were still in the library, so I hadn't stolen anything. Well, they were in your bag. Well, only because I was teleported against my will by your friends. I mean, that's certainly one line of uh, argument. We could try to travel down if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) If if you think it's strong enough. If you've got a better idea, I'm open to them. I mean, I really, I really would like us to brainstorm this a tiny little bit. Uh, okay, yeah, but perhaps something a little stronger than. I, what do you mean? It's okay to put uh, government belongings in my bag. Jim is going to give us a ribbing for the next half hour. <laughs> um, so, to give you a small uh, idea of the sticks, uh, a theft uh-huh. would put you in. Um, it's normally punishable by a fine or a small jail sentence, uh, which can be served instantaneously through uh, an aging process, or um, you could live it out. Or, unfortunately, considering your particular origins, uh, my friend, um, you could face deportation. Ooh! Ooh what? Ooh. Whoa! So, um, Whoa. Okay, Hello. Maybe we any stronger reasons that excuse. you could possibly lie to? Yes, exactly. Um... Are they looking for an excuse, or are they looking for... Uh, well, if, uh, if, for example, you didn't put those things in your bag and somebody else did, perhaps we could... Um, I'm quite good with the mind, you see. I could probably implant some false memories. <laughs> if, if you would allow me. Oh, this is so bad. This is really oh. nasty. Not nice. <sighs> we can't get away with this, that this was all part of the dark hunt. I don't understand how documents concerning Lord Berrien and uh, King Detharan have anything to do with a duck hunt, unfortunately. And we can't just make those documents disappear? 
I can't. Someone else can? Not someone. They're basically asking questions about that. That was the prime question that I, I had to put to you. Um, and and look for answers for. So, um, yes, if you would allow me to uh, make it look like uh, somebody else slipped them into your bag to hide themselves before they ran out and... Uh, Something along those lines. And then we can verify that with another arcanist. Okay, does that mean dropping someone else in it? Well, no, uh, you didn't quite see who it was. Oh. Uh, it was, uh, but but you, you felt somebody putting things into your bag and then running away, you know? Yeah. Okay. That could work. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, you're absolutely okay with me doing that. It will slightly overwrite what actually happened, so you'll think this was the new turn of events. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Wonderful. So, I will have to find the exact moment, if you don't mind, so I can adjust it. It's not painful, I promise. Okay, and it just affects that moment? It doesn't affect anything Just else. that moment. I won't go snooping otherwise. Okay. We have to form some kind of trust here between us. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, okay, um, jolly good. Give me a moment. And he sort of stands up, walks around you, uh, almost starts massaging your head. Just to add to the creepiness of it. Oh. And he says, yeah, so if you could just concentrate on the moments that you slipped those documents in and okay. the moments leading up to it. And you do feel, as you're trying to concentrate on that, it's almost like those thoughts and those memories are turning to a slight sludge. It's hard to differentiate between... It's like two overlaid images for, for one moment until what does stick is that you did not say, I'm going to go snatch some documents. You just remember seeing the nobility section going, oh, that's interesting, and walking over. And as you stood there, looking at these different sections, uh, a dragon appears. Oh, and then somebody's pulling your bag, and they're in a cloak, and then they run away. And that's what happens. Oh, yeah. So, um, that's, that's that all sorted. And just to check, all no other memories are affected, nothing else is affected. Uh, no, not that you're aware no. of. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, I'll give you if, if you're stepping outside and just verifying that. Uh, yeah. Uh, come follow me. Okay. And um, he does. He kind of swings the door open. He goes, "Oh, uh, Susie, <laughs> no, he's not. Um, he's not a guy. I, I think it's a very unfortunate situation this poor chap's been been put into. Um, if you could just come and like I've I've checked the and the arcanist who had led everybody in sort of pops out of another door. Susie. I was like, okay. Um, this one here, lovely. And she steps over, concentrates. She, you almost like see her eyes shimmer blue a little bit. And there's a concentration on her face and like a pressing in to your mind. Do you allow her to like push for, as, as you feel her pushing in, do you allow it to happen? I will allow it to happen. Okay. I will, on the surface level, again... Orin is all about spoons and Lady Quackington mm-hmm. <laughs> and wanting to become an arcanist. Mm. Okay. And yeah, so there's, as she sort of like pushes past that and into this specific memory, she frowns a bit and then you feel the whole thing sort of drift out of you. And goes, okay, well, sorry for keeping you then. If you'd just like to head down the corridor, your stuff will be, your belongings will be returned to you. Uh, minus the government documents, of course. Oh, right, yeah. Or just looks a bit confused and heads off out the door. Oh, goodbye, young man. Lovely chap. You kind of follow an arcanist around into a, a very large room, which you get the impression is some kind of uh, waiting room, not only for people coming in 
like sort of visitors almost to this little holding cell, but also everybody being processed out. Uh, and there's a very long queue to a very small desk of people <laughs> getting their belongings back. Shortly after that, Gaius, the same thing happens. Uh, the Arcanists walk over, collect you, lead you out. And again, as you walk into this little room, Klain is sat there. Cool. I immediately start thinking of a threesome between three dragons. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> again, eyebrows shoot up. Um, <laughs> small smile. I just I discovered his weakness. I discovered <laughs> what I can do when people try to like, listen to my mind. And for that, I, listeners, I am so sorry. You're going to be hearing worse every time we be, every time the we meet this guy. It's going to be coming from here on out. But again, you sit down. He mutters a few words, and the zone of truth goes up. But again, it has no effect on you. Hello, hello. Um, so just spoken with your friend. Everything's fine. Uh, he's not in trouble in any way. Slightly different situation with you, unfortunately, though, my friend. Uh, our diviners have uh, decided, and I think to the correct conclusion, uh, that you were the one creating the image of the dragon. So, um, whilst I can explain away any connection between uh, the theft and uh, the distraction, you see your friend was trying to steal some documents. I don't know if you're aware. It doesn't matter. The, the, the perceived threat does unfortunately lie with you. So... Um, obviously, we don't want to pin this whole thing on a member of the public, uh, an innocent person, but we also need to come up with a, a reason, a solution, a suitable punishment, as it were. But it looks like uh, you've had your due diligence. I am very sorry for mistaking a spell I was playing with about my fetish. And I was playing a song that I, well, I was thinking of a song and it just conjured up the fact of this dragon. So, I mean, you know what, like worse things have happened, you know, in history because of a horny bard. So, you know what, hey, you know. Yes, 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 the tales are here. Mm. Fantasies just spill out of my head and it's like, I can't help it, you know. It's like, I need to see someone. I need to see like a, a professional about this, you know. Well, yes, losing control in that way, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, I should be in, I should go to like a place, like a school or an academy where they teach me how to control this sort of like magic and stuff. Because, <laughs> you know, I could just like blow up my ants or like, you know, uh, make things happen like dragons that I don't mean to. Well, usually um, the solution for somebody with um, uncontrollable magic is to play some kind of uh, inhibitor hex on them to, um, <laughs> Help them gain control a little bit more. We could certainly uh, go with that. Place a small inhibitor hex upon you. And usually, the, the the usual thing for is like a magical prankster, for instance. We would uh, it would uh, be a full week, but I could reduce that to twenty four hours. Yeah, buddy. Oh. Um, just checking here. Are we being observed right now? Uh, not entirely, but uh, whatever it is, I report and and so forth. Resolve the situation. Uh, we'll have to be. Um, uh, noted, and if I don't perform a suitable punishment, then um, well, that's a that's an issue. Yeah, but they can't check you for like how long you can do it. Because long story no, short, like you could pretend to give me the inhibitor, but like I need it for the thing we need to do. If you know what? Yes, I, mean. I know about the thing. This is my. <laughs> this is, yeah, 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 exactly. So 
you know, and I'm like a vital part of the mission. Like I'm like the go-to guy. So like, you know, like the others, they're not going to survive without me. Like, you know. I believe it. I mean, you've conjured dragons. I am the brains of this operation. I'm not going to lie to you. So. Okay, let's be honest. I have heard your thoughts. I <laughs> don't want to say you're not the brains of the operation. But, uh, well, I'm, let's, just say, let's just say I'm the libido. I am the muse of this operation, my friend. Exactly. You are the heart and groin of the operation. Exactly. <laughs> yes. You know what? I've been, I've been told many things, but that is the most accurate about myself. So, listen, <laughs> if you could pretend to give me an inhibitor and then, like, not give me the inhibitor, that would be great. Uh, I, I, it, again, it will need to be verified. So, I could tinker with it so that hopefully it fades a little bit quicker or it allows you some access to your spells. Some, okay. I don't want to spend too long because I'm a bit, like, nervous about, like, what's going on here. But, like, okay, what spells would you mean? Exactly. As in, uh, um, uh, oh, uh, well, I, I do know a variation that uh, it's it's more of like a less of a full-in inhibitor and more of like a shock collar, so to oh. speak. So um, if you were to cast a spell, you would take a small amount of um, brain ache, uh, psychic damage, so to speak. All right, David. I know I made a bad choice. I understand. <laughs> I, I I played with the whole game and I'm being punished. We tried to steal. It things. was a beautiful character moment, and it will live on <laughs> in infinitum, except not in Orin's memory. No, Orin's got no idea. No, you know the dragon happened. Okay, yeah. so it's 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 this or huh. no magic for a full day or or. A use of magic with um, uh, with a cost. Ah, you, oh. all right, fine. The use of magic with a cost, I accept that. If that's going to be like the worst case scenario in this world, like I think that's okay. Yes, I think I think that will satisfy um, the wider consortium and any reports. Um, okay, but it, on the way out, if you could just slip in like a few magical items, that would be really useful. Magical items. Let me just any. Um, sort of sticks a hand in a pocket and then just pulls out a middle finger. Yeah, I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really have um, many things on me. Okay. Oh, Is his middle God. finger still out? Yeah. Okay, Gaius will, like, put his whole mouth on that finger and pull it up and then go, <laughs> fuck you, okay, let's do this. Okay, okay, yes, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, where would you like it marked? A uh, hand, uh, your leg, your chest, your forehead? On oh, my sweet ass. You gotta put my your hand on my sweet ass, buddy. All right, hop up on the All table. Right, let's do oh this. Oh, my God! <laughs> This episode is ridiculous. <laughs> what is happening? As oh you sort of like that, sort of like, yeah, shimmy, shimmy your trousers down. He's almost like he's using, no, the same middle finger just to mark your butt ah. cheek uh, with a sigil. Um, and like, it almost like burns a little bit. It doesn't actually hurt, but it's like, it's like a, like a hot feeling. He branded your arse. <laughs> so, okay, so um, the way I've, I've worked it, it will fade in 24 hours. But yes, uh, the more powerful the spell the more damage you will unfortunately take so just do be careful i understand okay wonderful and so sort of leaving you on the table he opens the door okay uh susie um i've put an inhibitor hex on this one could you come and check <laughs> to which she walks in check it out looks susie it. check this beautiful <laughs> ass out wonderful oh, you can no. see she doesn't quite know where to look um okay claims <laughs> uh, like well he, he requested it in a uh, in well, as you can see. It was a moment of weakness. We've all got a thing. So she nods, leaves. Mine's dragons, apparently. 
<laughs> and again, sort of, you're then ushered out of the room, down the way, to find Orin in a queue of people. Oh, oh how'd it go? Yep, it went. Oh, good. <laughs> we'll discuss later. Okay. So then Enkidu is collected uh, mm. and brought in. And as sort of Klain sits down, he casts the zone of truth. You feel all of that stuff. It doesn't ha- affect you. And then he just looks at you quite excitedly. And he says, so what was it like fighting a dragon? It was exhilarating. <laughs> oh my gosh, tell me everything. <laughs> oh, wait. I wait. know it wasn't real, but still, go on. <laughs> if you don't mind, do you mind if I just watch it in your head? Uh, why? Well, I don't, it's just a, a dragon in a government building and you charging in there, which, by the way, we can just completely just, uh, concerned citizen doing his part in protecting the populace. Wonderful job, by the way. That's what I was going for. Love it. Absolutely love it. So, um, yes, dear gosh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, value, of course, valiant effort to protect the townspeople oh. and, and, and stay the dragon's might from smiting the innocents. So I stood alone in the face of danger. Heroic. Yes, just like my wildest fantasies. But we should erect statues, we really should. Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so uh, is that in, a, in recognition of my uh, services, is there recognition to be had? Well, I, I mean, I don't know so much about that. More uh, a thanks, a pat on the back, you did good. Uh, right. No punishments, which, oh. is, which is more, more the issue. Okay. And Kiru thinks, I've already had enough of that already this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you still got off the back of that. I've still got, I'm I'm really sore. Um, Yes, I mean, unfortunately, I did have to affect your friends a little bit. Can't say I didn't enjoy it. But um, good luck with the rest of the day. I hope it all goes well. Thanks. Uh, Before I go, Hmm. are we, are are people listening at the moment to us? Not in here, no. Well, just so you know, as a heads up, Hmm. there's a particular individual that has it out for us. Oh? And uh, they seem to imply they have friends that let him do whatever he wants. Oh, um, that's nice that his friends are supportive like that. They're not a friend to me. And uh, I feel quite unsafe with this person. Uh-huh. Kind of just about. Okay. Um, any, any particular person I should be concerned with? Uh... Or particularly, should I be worried about their friends? Them and their friends. Okay. And a certain uh, warehouse associated with bees. Oh, okay. You were giving me very little detail there. But now <laughs> I understand who you're talking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Some of, uh, some of their friends are unfortunately fairly um, uh, helpful to them, shall we say. Uh, but equally, I don't suppose they'll... Uh, they'll They'll, they'll bother you much concerning what's about to happen. Hopefully not, because uh, they gave, gave me a little timeline before they started interfering. Oh, wonderful. Well, as long as you've got enough time. Okay, cool. <laughs> I hope it all goes well. Uh, let me know afterwards. And um, I've, yes, I've got a meeting the whole morning. So um, time's a ticking. Okay, sure. Thanks very much. No worries. Good evening. So yeah, again, Enkidu, you're led out uh, down the way. The three of you slowly march down this line and collect your belongings. And uh, yes, Orin, you do notice that the Berrien and uh, Dutharan documents are gone, and so is the Necromancy book. Oh, oh, oh no. no! For God's yeah. sake! 
That one just being deemed slightly too dangerous to hand back up. Oh. Uh, and that's explained to you at the desk um, that they've kept a hold of something that they don't think should be. Um, but the um, the diary, the history diary, that is handled. Like the Kralabin's cool. diary. Oh. They're just like, oh, it's an old diary. They didn't read it. They've not, yeah, they've not realized it's anything more. So you've still got that. But yeah, you just don't have the book of necromantic spells. Does he get the keys back? Uh, yep, the keys are all back. Oh, thank uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else. Mm. But just just the yeah, the government documents and the necromancy book. They're a little bit like oh, that's dangerous. I'm moving them to my list of stolen things. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, poor Orin. <laughs> so as you're all <laughs> ushered out of uh the consortium again, some but there's a, a scholar this time by their robes, mm-hmm. uh leading small groups of people through some corridors, past some courtyards, uh out onto the street through the main entrance of the um the Arcanist Consortium. There is one thing that the three of you notice mm-hmm. that you instantly clock what it is. And that is, as you pass through a courtyard, there is a, a stone casket in the center of it. Oh. And... It's where she's buried. Yes. Who's buried? Chargelt. Adathel Chargelt, the, the, one of the first founders oh. of the Arcanist Consortium. Okay. There's a, yes, it's sort of like a stone casket. Uh, with a carved figure lying on top, draped in cloth. Uh, one of her hands has fallen out from under the cloth in this carving, and it's firmly holding a scroll. Um, Enkidu, um, having seen similar kind of statues and things from your time mm-hmm. with the king, essentially, uh, you know that it's like a, it's a symbolic, oh, I'm holding the accords oh. type of a thing. Mm. Around this coffin, though, are three robed figures sort of kneeling down. Stone figures, statues. But each of them is robed, and on the back of their robes, is carved uh, the symbol of the high circle. It's a three-pointed star surrounded by runes. A three-pointed star? Yeah. That's a triangle. It's less of a... (laughs) No, no. So it's not like a a triangle. Like It's like three points of a star coming out. So it's more like a a shuriken type. Okay. Um, But again, all three of you, I'd say, would know that that is just the symbol of the high circle. Okay. So it's like representative that the three of them are standing guard over her grave in some way. Got you. you are ushered past that, though, fairly quickly. No chance to look at it. Uh, no, I'd say no, not closely. Would I have seen those depictions of those figures in Levi? No, no, not particularly. Um, again, again, you know the symbol itself, but no, the scholar is sort of very much like, come on, this way. And the distance from, you, you don't walk directly past this monument. It's kind of like you're cu- passing through a, a corridor down the side of this courtyard and see it further out. That you're like, that's the thing. There's a grave in the middle yeah. of the. Mm. Yeah. But you are led out through that archway with the guard, the um, sort of the, the not ticket guard, the the doorman. Oh, from the night before. From the night before, and oh. out onto the street where sort of the scholar nods at you, says, "Have a good evening or morning." Thanks. And turns and heads back inside. Akiru will. Drape his arms across the shoulders of the two lads and say, I have a matter to broach to you. I have the most terrible feeling that Gwendolyn and Miss Epthorn had the most productive afternoon <laughs> and yielded the most useful information whilst we managed to get ourselves arrested for the night. We better have a really good story. <laughs> to tell them when we see them but we can at least confirm what we do know now 
some useful information at least, something. The amazing thing is, I didn't think we had a chance of getting into the Arcanist Consortium, and look, our plan worked. We got in. Enkidu drops to his knees <laughs> and face plants the floor. <laughs> That's where we're in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> The guy scratching his ass as well. <laughs> oh, what a failure! <laughs> that was terrible. Oh dear, that well could have been lads. so oh much my worse. God. Oh, the Africa lads, lads. Africa lads. Like, uh, like the worst thing. Like, Owen got like a necromancy book taken from him. Yeah. I got a fingerprint on the ass. Yeah. Oh, which, by the way, um, so it's basically a D8 worth of psychic damage for every level of spell. Oh slot. my <gasps> God, David. Oh, Yes. That's not even. That's more yes. than your healing would come back. <laughs> so yeah, you roll. You have to roll a d8. So some, it could just be a one each time. It could be an eight. Oh, but man. yeah, it's it's a d8 for each level of spell. So if you cast a fourth level, that's, that's four d8 of massive. psychic damage. Wow. <laughs> you have been listening to David Knight as your dungeon master. Ben Galpin as Orin. Chris Watts as Gaius. Daryl Bailey as Enkidu. Grace Kelly Miller as Gwendolyn. And Vicky Gaskin as Juna. Original music by David Knight. Please tell your friends, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. Thank you for listening to No Small Roles. Anon for now. Anon! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.